welcome to another episode of Unbothered. I am your host tonight, Chad Kroger, but you can also <laughs> call me Kirsten Krull. Um, for those who are not watching this video, I am dressed as Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Love that, and she literally um, looks like him. Ramen noodle hair era, Chad Kroger with a beard I drew on with mascara and sunglasses. Um, and I am joined by Laura Harper. Hello, I'm a witch. She is, and it's great. <laughs> I just decided to be extra. <laughs> I guess so. My dog doesn't like it at yeah. all. Figures. But it's Halloween. We're here. We are drinking wine because we cannot go trick-or-treating. Um, this is so our candy. Yeah, this is our candy. We're just chilling tonight. And I think we're going to have a really good episode tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Me too. First, we want to just get right into it because there's a lot of ground that we're going to be covering tonight. Favorite Halloween movie. Laura, I'm curious to know, what's your favorite Halloween movie? What's your scariest Halloween movie? I'll start with the scariest movie I've seen is The Sinister Movies. I've never seen it, but I've heard that it is. Oh, my God. Don't watch them. I saw both in theaters. Don't ask me why. Worst decision because it's like it haunts me to this day. I don't like that. No, it's 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 one of the worst. It is a really good movies, but it's a really good movie. But uh, very scary. Very, very scary. Okay, now going from scary to just overall favorite Halloween movie, what is it? Good question. Um, I gotta say, I really love, um, of course, the Halloween Town series. Oh, of course, that's that's a, a, a obvious choice. Um, I do really like the Conjuring movies. Mm and insidious okay those are all great picks i was gonna say you took the words right out of my mouth favorite halloween movie the og halloween town Mm -hmm. oh my gosh ever since a kid i loved it i might watch it tonight just to watch it one last time before spooky season is over because once november 1st rolls around like you know that's christmas time yeah um so yes i might watch that one more time tonight i've watched it once halloween town one and two about two weeks ago just mm-hmm. getting in the mood. Um, scariest. I'm gonna go with an episode, and I'm gonna say the scariest. Oh, I is know the what's Halloween coming. episode of the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> As a kid, that episode literally gave me nightmares. That's a little concerning. I mean, it was a great episode, but I never got scared from it. It was scary as a kid. I was actually scared of that episode. It was very also, well I, done. I can't take anything you say seriously with your drawn beard and Crad- Chad Kroger shirt. I think I really look like him. You literally like, look like him. He really looks like me. Yeah, y'all look alike, and it scares me a little. As it should. Happy Halloween. Um, No, but for like a legitimately scary movie... Um, it's not a Halloween movie, but Signs, that movie's terrifying. Yeah. I did not See, like I it. never really got scared from that movie. I did. Oh, ugh, I don't like it. I watched yeah. it as a kid, so that probably has left me scarred. Um, 
another scary movie I think is The Last House on the Left. I've heard that's really scary. I didn't ever watch that though. Yeah, I might be getting it mixed up with another movie, but I think it's terrifying. Also, The Grudge is pretty scary. Never seen it. The previews it's alone scared pretty me. Pretty scary, yeah. I am much more of a I will binge watch ghost adventures for days. Yep. And that's my style. I do, I am making myself take a break from ghost adventures here Are you? <laughs> after tonight. Yes. <laughs> because it, I just, it's not spooky season anymore. In the fall, it's so appropriate to just go to your couch, right. binge watch travel channel ghost shows. Once again, like November 1st rolls around, like a switch flips. Like you go from scary, spooky skeletons to holly jolly Christmas. Yep. See, I'm not the person that switches to Christmas right away. Like I can't do Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving. See, I, I'm not the same. My Christmas trees in I know the trunk of my car. Like I'm putting it up this week. I need to get all of my Christmas decorations because I don't even have any at all. It gives you a good excuse to go shopping. Yeah. It really does. <clears throat> yep. But Another, well, okay, another thing I wanted to talk about while we're on the subject of ghost adventures. First off, I just want to say, Aaron, Zach Baggins' sidekick, the one that they forced to do everything by himself. Like, I just love Aaron so much. He is the unsung hero of ghost adventures. He is. Poor Aaron. Poor Aaron. Like, he always gets sucked into everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, too, um, I don't consider myself to, like, be a nerdy person like I have my quirks I have my like dorky things that I like but I would say like the nerd I consider this nerdy (laughs) the nerdiest thing about me is how into the paranormal I am I just I'm sorry I just I still can't get over you look like Chad Croker and it's really killing me inside I know it's it's killing me too I can't handle it um, like, no, this past <laughs> spring, me and my sister, we, we took ghost hunting classes. I know you did. <laughs> like I almost went and got certified to do an overnight by, I just, I had a game I was working, so I couldn't go do the overnight stay because I had to miss a class, but I did yeah. do a ghost hunting course and it was fantastic. It was really good. The evidence was compelling. Wow. Yes. I'm glad to hear it. Also honest honest answer here do you believe in bigfoot i think he could exist uh i think there's i don't think it's out of the question i mean how much do we really know about it but i think it's a possibility that he could i'm not like dead set on it i think i'm dead set on it the video (laughs) evidence (laughs) is compelling i'm not joking i'm not joking like the video evidence is compelling. Like I think there's a genuine case out there that Bigfoot is real. I think it could be a thing. Yes. Um, okay, now this is the part of the show I really wanted to reserve a lot of time for. I think this is gonna be a very entertaining one. I'm very excited. We've got some ghost stories to share. Yes. All the ones I have have been submitted by either people that I know. Or we have a couple from social media that were submitted to us. So I have somebody that's actually going to be calling in as well to share oh, one awesome. because they wanted to share it over the phone and not type it. But 
until that happens, Laura, I want you to kick us off. I want you to share one of the stories you've discovered. Okay. So this one's called my girlfriend was up unusually early this morning. I wish I never found out why. Oh, um, I read this one earlier. Um, I'm going to take out the trash. My girlfriend, Monica announced as soon as I entered the kitchen that morning, I hadn't expected to see her up this early. Certainly not after how late she must have gotten home last night. After spending Friday nights bar hopping with friends, Monica usually slept in until lunch. Okay, honey, I said without particular interest. Thanks. Grabbing the cereal box from the counter and plopping down on one of the kitchen chairs, I wondered if she had returned home earlier the previous night and I'd simply missed it. I mean, I normally woke up as soon as I heard the key turning in the lock, but perhaps that night she'd been particularly quiet. Or maybe she'd stayed with one of her friends. How was your night? I asked as soon as I heard the front door click shut. What time did you get home? Silence. I raised my head from the bowl, waiting for her to emerge from around the corner, but the corridor was empty. Honey, I tried again, my voice saturated with uncertainty. Monica appeared in the doorway, her expression unreadable. She didn't look disoriented or drunk, but she didn't seem quite right either. Her hands were fidgety and her eyes wouldn't meet mine. Monica, I grunted, trying to tame the lump in my throat. What's the matter? She took a deep breath and parted her lips as though she was going to speak, but then hunched her shoulders and shook her head. I need to take out the trash, she said. I gawked at her, dumbfounded. But you just did. She shook her head and glided towards the trash can cabinet, opening it and producing another bag from within. Then, just like the previous time, she turned on her heel and disappeared from the kitchen. Needless to say, the silent treatment was unlike Monica. Had something happened during her night out? Had I done something to upset her? And where were all these bags coming from? As soon as I heard the front door shut, I leapt out of my seat and threw the cabinet open, expecting to, well, I'm not entirely sure what I was expecting. Either way, it was empty. What's going on, I asked. When she returned five minutes later, the same empty look in her eyes. Do you want to talk about it? She looked dubious. Monica? Okay, she said, but first let me take out the trash. My stomach lurched as she flung the cabinet door open, again pulling out yet another garbage bag. What the hell? I began subconsciously pinching my arm as if to ensure I wasn't dreaming. What are all these bags? But then she wasn't listening, instead turning her back to me and retreating the same way she had come. A chill crawled up my spine. What the hell was going on? I could have sworn the cabinet had been empty only a few moments ago. Where had all these bags come from and why wasn't she taking them out all at once? Shutting the front door behind me as meticulously as I could, I crept down the hallway leading to the stairwell. I needed to investigate. Monica had never willingly taken out the trash before. She said the garbage chute gave her the creeps. Our apartment was on the sixth floor, so there was no way she was going down all those flights of stairs for a single garbage, single bag of garbage. The door to the garbage chute at the end of the hallway was ajar, and I could hear the faint wall of metal as it was pulled open. I swallowed suddenly at a loss for what to do. I mean, wouldn't it be weird if she found me just standing there? And what exactly was I planning to do? Um, I listened in, my skin prickling in anticipation and my heart thudding in my chest. Oh, what was I getting so worked up for? It was only Monica, for God's sake. She probably had a falling out with one of her friends, or maybe I was snoring again and she couldn't get to sleep. I'll just go and 
but what I saw when I opened the door will remain with me for the rest of my life. Oh, Monica God. was sitting. <laughs> Monica was sitting on the door of the chute, her legs already swallowed by the darkness within. Slowly but surely, she was edging her body into it, her palms clammy against the metal metallic finish. She turned her head at the sound of the door opening, and for a brief moment, her eyes lit up with recognition. Monica, I cried out, dashing towards the chute, my heart practically leaping out of my chest. What are you? But it was too late. Startled by my voice or by my presence, she let go and disappeared into the chute, a raspy wail reverberating against the steel. Thud. I wanted to scream, but it was as though I'd suddenly gone mute. Fear sizzled through me like electricity as I flew down the stairs to the manager's office. Give me the key to the trash room, I demanded breathlessly. My girlfriend is inside. He looked at me over the tops of his glasses as though questioning my state of mind. That's impossible, he retorted. I have the key. I have the only key. Tears were flowing freely down my cheeks and uh, my clothes were damp with sweat. Must have looked at a uh, downright sight, downright sight, but I didn't care. She fell into the chute, I sobbed, grabbing for the edge of his desk for support from the sixth floor. Everything happened quickly after that. An ambulance was called, as were the police. At first, they were hesitant to tell me what they'd found. They kept insisting I sit down and have some water, throwing leaflets about therapy and mental well-being into my lap. Please, just tell me, just tell me, I kept repeating. Hours seemed to pass without a single word of affirmation or any information needed to piece the events of the morning together. The ambulance left without, within about 20 minutes of arrival and left the police to take care of it. I couldn't understand it. I mean, if Monica was so badly hurt, she'd still need to be looked at by the hospital. So why had they left? Eventually, an uneasy looking officer took a seat next to me. Son, he began slowly studying my reaction. Your girlfriend is gone. I buried my face in my hands. Of course she was. She jumped down from the fucking chute, plummeting God knows how many feet. But your story isn't quite adding up, he continued, his, nice, his eyes narrowing. You said she'd fallen into the chute, but we found her, well, parts of her inside a garbage bag. My blood ran cold. It was like I could no longer understand what he was saying. My mouth was moving, but the sounds were jumbled and wouldn't make sense. What the hell was that supposed to mean? <clears throat> he explained that the garbage bag had been there for at least several hours before the police were called. He said that there was no doubt its contents belonged to Monica. He asked whether I had any, any idea what happened. Then in a much softer tone, he added that I'd be expected to come in for questioning. When I finally returned to my apartment that morning, all I wanted to do was fall in bed and go to sleep. But as soon as I entered the bedroom, the front door slammed shut. Hello, I called out my voice meek and croaky. Silence. A newfound sense of dread filled my lungs as I recalled the events of the morning. As I tiptoed slowly towards the kitchen, I couldn't be help wondering if... No, it couldn't be. She was leaning over the trash can cabinet, a new garbage bag in her grasp. She spun around and our eyes met. I'm just going to take, the, take out the trash, she said. I stared at her, my breath catching in my throat. Here she was, right in front of me, talking about trash as if, as if it was the most casual thing in the world. In a feeble attempt to make her stay, I asked the only question I could think of. I asked it, even though I already knew the answer. What's, what's in the bag, honey? 
that cannot be real. That is, I, that's what I thought when I read it. I was like, there's no way that's real. Like he definitely like made that story up. That was a really good story though. It was. Yeah. I am telling our caller. They can call anytime. Perfect. Hold on one sec. Um, no, I had chills though. That was very well written. I don't know if it was I know. or not, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, I have a story. This one was submitted online from somebody on Instagram. And I'm gonna try to read it. I might have to stop it in case we get our phone call in the middle of me reading. Okay. But they read I worked in a nursing home kitchen when I was in high school. It used to be a hospital morgue being on the bottom floor. One day working in early shift, a tub of butter, about 10 or so pounds, went flying off of a shelf and sliding across the floor. No one was over there or hiding around the corner. It just took off and went sliding. It was one of the most bizarre and kind of creepy things I'd ever seen. Interesting. Yes. A so that was butter. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Uh, nursing homes, not a fan of in general, but wow. that was just creepy to hear. And our caller is now on the phone. Um, Samantha, hello. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Good. How are you? Can you hear her, Laura? Um, not really. How about now? Can you talk again? Yeah. Hey, Laura. Hi. Yep. Now you can hear. Okay, good. All right. What is your story? Okay, so you and I used to grew up together. <laughs> so in the house that we lived at with mom and dad, um, that one right after our little brother Drew was born, there was always weird stuff and it would always happen to me. And my old friend, Danielle, would experience it too, but like no one else would believe me. Um, a lot of nights, like she would come over and spend the night in my room there and the TV would turn on and off by itself, which, okay, that the TV, maybe that would do that. But then, like, the old Nintendo system that you'd have to, like, push the button way in, that would be, like, pressed on or off. Like, we'd go upstairs and we'd come back down, and then the TV and that would be completely on. Stuff like that would happen to me all the time. It was terrifying. I was scared to be in that home alone. Well, I think, like, the biggest thing that happened was I remember I was, like, in seventh grade, and I was pretending to be sick. I didn't want to go to school. I think I, like, had a missing assignment or something. Um, and Dad was taking me to kindergarten. And so my plan was I was going to stay in my room until dad took left with you guys to school so I could run upstairs, grab some snacks, and then run back down. Um, waited for the garage door to open and shut. You guys were gone, waited a moment. And then I started hearing footsteps. And I was like, oh, maybe he didn't leave. And then I just kind of sat there in my room waiting, and I heard the footsteps again, like before the floors were thin, so it was like you could hear people walking around. You could tell where they were all the time. It was annoying. Um, and one of like, the newer built houses, you know, like not built the greatest. And I came out of my room, and I get to the top of the stairs on the split level, and I can hear the footsteps coming from the bedroom. And I run and I look, no car in the garage, no car in the driveway. All the shoes are gone. And I start yelling, Dad, Dad. And I'm just like standing there shaking and nothing. And then I could hear the footsteps again. I lost it. And I was convinced somebody was in the house. So I ran down to my room. I hid under my bed. I'm crying. I'm praying. I'm thinking like, this is it. This is the end of me. I'm thinking like, how can I get outside? Can I break the window off or something? Get out. Like I'm convinced somebody is in the house. And 
then you could hear this person walk across the floor and then sit in the old rocking chair. There was an old lazy boy. And like when the springs go out and that it would like creak when it went, when it went back and the chair was at least 20 years old. And then you could hear just someone go like someone was rocking in it. And then dad came home and it all stopped. And I, I went upstairs and I'm like bawling. He's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm just like, were you home? You know, I'm asking questions, trying to figure out. He's like, no, what happened? No, it was just the craziest thing. I was convinced like, oh, someone's hiding the house. I made dad look and there was nothing. And then years later, I found out, because I always knew that was grandpa's chair, you know, mom's dad. That's how we had gotten that lazy boy. I had learned years later, dad claims that grandpa died in that chair because he came home to hospice care when he had cancer and he was at the end of his life supposedly he was in that chair resting when he passed away I feel like I remember hearing that grandpa had died in that chair I think there's a lot of residual energy or whatnot whatever you want to call it but that's what Dr. Hawk claims like that psychic in Rochester here she said the residual energy like that um, can be stored in items. So she never, <laughs> she, I went, I just went on her haunted trolley. She said she doesn't recommend getting like items, like furniture items secondhand. Cause a lot yeah. of people will get secondhand items and then activity starts in their house. And the first thing she'll ask people is, have you gotten a new piece of furniture that's been used? And she'll tell people, we'll take it outside, put it on the curb for a couple days and see if it stops or not. So that was just weird. Things always happen, but I felt like once I moved out, I feel like that stuff kind of started happening to like mom, you and Drew somewhat. But yeah, and like I'm still, that's why to this day, I will not be in mom's home by myself usually. Like, especially in the basement, I will not go in there by myself. Well, I also will say going off of that, my dog, for those listening, Bodie, he does not like being at my mom's house. I don't know if anyone remembers, but I have video and my mom was sitting at the kitchen counter. I was in the living room. He'd always stare at the dining room light above the table in the middle of the day and would just start barking at it. I have video of him just staring at that light or like the corner in our dining room, just barking for five minutes straight at nothing, like very on edge. Yeah, that was definitely it's something for sure. Well, caller, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. <laughs> thank you, caller. Yes, have a good night. <laughs> you too. Bye. That was my sister. Yeah, I thought about you didn't even announce her as your sister. I just it's did. Caller, Samantha. Well, yeah, but I just thought it was funny that way. I don't know. <laughs> have you ever got? I, I need to ask because you've been to my house so many times. Have you ever gotten like a weird vibe no, at my mom's house? Never. Really? Oh, there's a I lot have, of weird stuff. I have never. I've heard you've said a lot of stuff that's happened there, but I have never felt anything weird when I've been there. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of weird stuff, and leading into which, from my brother Drew. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's a family affair it is like <laughs> I should have texted my mom and asked for her to send something because she's had so many you things happen um, pretty much to sum up for my mom just like at 3am the alarm clock she's got an old ass alarm clock like it looks like it's from the 80s like she needs oh, to get God. rid of it move on get something else but like it'll randomly go off and just like play static but like so that. my brother submitted two stories oh wow the first one, it transitions very nicely from what my sister was saying about the house. 
So he said, back when I was about seven or eight, I had gotten a SpongeBob book that was interactive. It had a pen that you would use to tap each page and it would make noise. Anyways, I had used it for a year or so and obviously grew out of it. So it ended up in that bookcase hutch upstairs at mom's house. I had tried to use it again a few years back when cleaning stuff out and it didn't work at all. There's no sign of battery leakage or anything. A year or so later, mom would say that the book would turn on by itself and start talking. When Logan, my sister, Samantha's son, came over after this started happening, he apparently went immediately for that book and wanted to play with it. And I do remember my mom and sister sharing this story with me before. It like remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just would go off and make noise. So very creepy. My brother is three years younger than me. Yeah. He used that book as a child. Like it's been sitting. My nephew is five years old. Like this book is old. And then he also said this. There's also the story of when I went to the Basilica or the Velisca Axe murder house. I remembered I was taking photos and thought nothing of it. On the car ride back, I had checked my photo gallery and all of the photos were way back at the start of my gallery as my earliest photos I had ever taken, which had never happened before and was obviously wrong. When I was in the red barn outside of the house where they check visitors in, I had noticed a frame with a note inside that said a woman had gone there and she was experiencing weird activity on her devices and she took it to Best Buy where they said they didn't know how that stuff was happening. Wow. Yes. Where was that? The Velisca Axe Murder House in Iowa. Oh, I've never heard of it. So basically, um, a family was sleeping I think it was the husband, the wife, and there was like four kids, two of which were like kids just having a sleepover. Like they weren't part of the family. They were just family friends. Um, they don't know who it was that did it, but somebody like literally came in with an ax and murdered everyone in the house. So yeah, lots of weird Jeez. energy in that house. I guess so. Do you want me to read another one? Yeah, I do. Okay. Let me see if I can find kind of a shorter, shorter one. While you're looking, I have another story that was submitted. This is the last one I have. Okay. My friend, Chris, he said it's not his personal story, but um, it was somebody else, his cousins, I believe. So he said, when my cousin would have, let me start that over. <laughs> when my cousin was a kid, she had an imaginary friend named Farilla. She would set out tea for her, hold her hand, waiting for the school bus, and even get in arguments. Her parents thought it was just an act of imagination until they visited my grandpa's grave to put flowers down, and there was a girl who died at six years old named Farilla in the local cemetery just a few spots away from my grandmother grandfather's plot. To this day, they are convinced at my grandpa's funeral this little girl's spirit consoled Kara while she cried because of the loss of a loved one and came home with them. In my family, this is still a rough topic of conversation because even Kara, who's now married and a mom, insists there was a little girl and it wasn't imaginary. She now actively visits haunted sites and looks for ghosts. I had That was the first time I read that through. I have full body chills. That's insane. Yeah. Like that is, oh, I believe in this stuff so much. Like, I do but too. also at the same time, like that's a little scary just because it's like out of anything that we know. But like that's very wholesome at the same time. Like 
a very kind-hearted spirit just like consoling this girl over the loss of like her grandpa like that is it's not scary it's like heartwarming but it's scary at the same time just because it's so out of anything we understand right okay i found one okay um this is on the reddit halloween stories page this is halloween themed um this one's called the swinging girl oh i don't like Um, the title (laughs) i know once I came upon a girl swinging in the park near my house, the late summer trees surrounded the playground like a cradle of leaves and the moon was half full. She wasn't swinging very hard. She just swayed a bit to to and fro over the ground, her feet tapping the wooden plank underneath that had been there put there to obstruct the mud. Tap, tap, her feet went as she swung back and forth. She was smiling, her head slightly lowered, her eyes gazing at something on the ground. I climbed onto the swing next to her and said, hello. Hi, she said, not looking at me. Why are you smiling? I asked her. I don't know. It's kind of creepy, I said. She shrugged. I like being creepy. Why? It's happy, but not proper happy, she said. Oh, I said, confused. I turned my attention to the swing and concentrated on moving back and forth, my legs going up and down until my mind was empty and content. Then when I was done, I scraped my shoes against the ground until I I was still. I got up. Goodbye, I said. Bye, she said. Days went by and the leaves fell until the ground was a brilliant orange and the branches were bare against the lamp-lit sky. Sometimes I'd pass and she wouldn't be there, but sometimes she'd still be there, still smiling a soft smile. I'd get on the swing next to her and we'd swing, not talking, just silently moving back and forth. Sometimes when I got the feeling, got into the feeling of it, I would, it would feel like the time had stopped or never existed and I didn't exist either. I was just a pendulum hanging from the metal rod above, separate from reality. One day I felt particularly bad, but I still said hello to her as usual and got onto my swing. I felt grumpy and lonely. Why did she never talk? Why don't why didn't she ask me about my day? I was always here for her. Why wasn't I? I suddenly felt frustrated by her quietness and her empty smile. Stop smiling, I said. Why? she said. Stop it, I said louder. Why? she said. Stop smiling, I shouted. And like a crack on a cup of porcelain, her smile shivered and broke, and the tap tapping of her feet on the wooden plank stopped she stood up from the swing her mouth opened a jar her eyes unblinking and the wooden plank under her feet creaked open like a door into the ground a moaning began in her throat low and unearthly until it bellowed in my ears like the morning moaning of the wind i didn't like the sound stop it i said stop that at once daddy she said i'm sorry i broke it i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry be quiet i said Sorry, sorry, sorry. Close your mouth, I said, and wrapped my hands around her face and tightened them to muffle the sound. When I opened my hands, I saw nothing but scraps of a cafeteria lunch fall onto the floor and walls wherever I looked. I don't get the ending. I don't either. Was he, like, dreaming? Like, he was in the cafeteria? I don't know. Hmm interesting end very well <laughs> I, gotta ask, I didn't either i'm like what 
oh, like you, it's kind of like a cliffhanger, if you will. Now I got to ask you, do you have any ghost stories? Um, like personal experiences. I haven't, honestly, I haven't really had any experiences like ever really in my life. Like I've had experiences that could have been explained by other things. So I wouldn't really say they're full experiences. Like nothing's ever happened to me that I couldn't explain by something else. You know what I mean? Like they're very scientific uh, in that way. Everything has an explanation. I know. I know. Like I, I haven't had any unexplained things happen to me. I'll put it at that. You got to get more in touch with your spirit. I know. I know. The only like experience I feel like I've really had, I mean, I feel like I've had more than this, but the one that really like, I can't like, I vividly remember this. It was when I was in elementary school or not even in elementary school. I think I was like just about to go into kindergarten and my sister missed the bus. So my dad had to drive her to school. He took my brother. I was home alone. I was not young enough to be left home alone, by the way, I would like to say. And I remember I had like my little dollhouse. I never picked it up at the end of the day. Like I was like, I'm just going to put it back up, leave it out. Yeah. And I was like, it's just going to be left exactly where it was. So I kept it in the same spot. And I remember I woke up one morning, like in my bedroom and I remember like I looked up like right above my bed and there was like a shadow figure that looked like a girl. I still kind of remember it. I got, I don't know. It was just so creepy, but it looked like there was a shadow of a girl and it looked like she was laughing at me. And I remember I started screaming and crying. I jumped out of my bed looking for my dad, tripped over that dollhouse that was set up, looked back. I still saw it, ran upstairs and no one was home. And I just, yeah, I remember that. I'm still, oh my God. It, like, I have chills talking about it. Cause like, it yeah, seems so insane. real to me, but it happened right. so long ago. And that was the only time anything like that ever happened, but I remember it. See, I've never had any like experiences like that. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't fun, but me and my family, we're all really into that stuff. So yeah. I feel like we've all also experienced stuff. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just the house. I don't know what's wrong with that house. It might be the house, honestly. There's something with it. Yeah. Even like Bodie, like he acts so right. Even Bodie knows. I know. Well, that's all I have for this episode. Laura, yeah. do you have anything else? I don't think so. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. This has been an episode that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, love talking about this stuff, love hearing Me stories. Too. Anytime you guys have something to share, send it to the Unbothered Pod on Instagram, DM us, tag us, whatever. Um, We'll be back again next week. See you guys. See ya. 